Welcome to episode 47 of ShimmyCast, the podcast for dancers and fans of Middle Eastern dance. I'm your host, Anala Rabari. Yay! I've missed you guys, and I'm very happy to be back and recording again. And the good news is, I think things are going to be coming down for me, and so I will be able to get back to my regular schedule of two episodes per month. Everybody cross your fingers and you know your toes and your hip scarves or whatever that that will actually happen because <laughs> then it's been a busy busy fall season for me good grief okay <laughs> but enough about me this week we have a review of belly dance fitness for weight loss hip hop hip drop say that five times fast And we have more of that roundtable discussion with some of my troop members. This may actually be the last installment. I can't remember. Um, If not, the next week for sure is going to finish that up. Um, And, of course, we have uh, questions of the week and event announcements and music and all that great stuff. And speaking of music, the music for this week's show is The Headroom Project and Follick. And hopefully it's a really wet, stormy, rainy night here in northwest Arkansas. I have my cup of hot chocolate with mini marshmallows lovingly made for me by Ryan. And um, hopefully the storm won't get too bad and knock out the power. Which, if it does, it's okay. I'm recording on a laptop, so it might not get, you know, interfere too much. So let's get started. Okay, you guys have gotten lax with answering these questions of the week, and I'm a little disappointed. But I can't blame you because I'm just going to assume that all of you have been as busy as I have been. So I will lead the good example by answering last week's question, and hopefully that will encourage others to do so as well. So the question is, what kind of support system do you have? Um... My main support system, of course, is my husband, Ryan, who he's just a really great guy. He's very understanding, and he he picks up the slack in the housework when I have to substitute and end up teaching five classes a week instead of my normal two. <laughs> um, he comes to all the performances. He does the photography. He helps me understand all this computer stuff so I can do the podcast and take care of my troops website and build my own Anala Rabari website, which I am working on. And he, he does all that, but then he's also really great because he will just make me stop during the day and he just looks at me and says, I'm proud of you. And you're an awesome teacher, or you're a great dancer, or you're just a wonderful person. And sometimes it's just the calming reminder that he gives me on that kind of stuff that is really great. Um, 
Of course, my fellow troop members and my fellow instructors from my troop, they're a wonderful support system because, you know, if you get a cold or something like that, I know I can always call one of them and be like, I'm really sorry, I'm not feeling well, can you take my class? And they will, no questions asked. And they know I'll do that for them as well. And my students and my dancers, you know, and and the other dancers in our troop, they're a wonderful support system too for me. Um, They're always very encouraging when I get stressed out and it's like work is so stressful. And because work's so stressful, I haven't been able to spend as much time practicing my dancing as I want you know and they just listen to you and they're like yeah I know that I know that feeling but don't worry your work's gonna calm down and and you know you'll you'll start to be able to practice dance as much as you want and so it's good to have them there to encourage you and to remind you that yes outside of dance life life can get hectic but at some point it'll calm down again and then you can focus on dance more. And um my mom of course is hugely supportive and she helps me with a lot of my costumes and stuff like that and that's really important to me. And the the rest of the shimmy cast staff and crew um I don't think I tell them enough but I find their support very helpful and it's just nice when you come in and you're just like oh my gosh I need to write some more reviews or write some articles or something and we have a wiki for the show that the staff um, submit their articles and reviews on and everything like that and it's just I'm sitting here at home thinking oh I need to find time to write all this kind of stuff because I'm I feel like I'm getting behind for the show and then I log on to the wiki and they've put like 10 new reviews (laughs) so don't worry folks we have reviews (laughs) yay (laughs) because the the staff is great and it's just a bunch of little things like that um even my coworkers at the museum they're always in their own quiet way just you know so how are your classes going how's dance going do you have performances coming up even that i find is a support system And I'm very, very grateful that I have all that because it makes me not feel so guilty for indulging in this pleasure that I get from dancing. And and I feel okay that I can immerse myself in dancing and go hide in it when things get stressful or when I'm just like, I don't want to do the housework. And Ryan's like, go dance, I'll take care of the dishes. So I hope you all have that too. And now your ShimmyCast news. October 23rd through November 24th, the Belly Dance Superstars will be having various workshops and shows in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Ireland, D.C., New York, New Hampshire, the Netherlands, Ohio, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan, and Canada. October 24th, Costume Clinic for Belly Dancers Evening Workshop with Shahana in Glen Ellen, Illinois. October 25th through the 28th, 
Arabia Adorn Belly Dance Academy presents Hip Fest with workshops by Hadia Arada and Tamara Hanna, plus spectacular show on Saturday, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. October 26th, Silk Bell Dying Workshop with Shahana and Glen Ellen, Illinois. October 27th, Rock's Gothic Seminar and Halloween Party at Subterrea Castle, east of Manhattan, Kansas. October 27th, Gypsy Fire Belly Dancers will be performing at the Boo Ha Ha. Maybe it should be Boo Ha Ha. <laughs> Parade in Brookside, Tulsa, Oklahoma. November 2nd through 4th, Little Egypt presents Diana in workshops and show in Montreal, Canada. November 2nd through 4th, the third annual East Coast session of the Arab Dance Seminar with Nohana Sarif, Amel Tafsut, Karim Naji, and Kesa Hardy Campbell, New Haven, Connecticut. November 3rd through 4th, workshop with Jasmine Jahil, plus Grand Gala on Saturday evening in Salisbury, Maryland. November 7th through 16th, Second Oasis Dance Camp, New Zealand, featuring Cassandra with guest teacher Amel Tafsut and percussion with Nicole Lecrange. November 10th, costuming and makeup workshops with Amira and El Nar, Germantown, Maryland. November 10th through 11th, Women of Selkut Workshop and Gala Show with guest instructor Nahor Sharif in Richmond, Virginia. November 10th through 11th, Tribal San Diego Style Benefit with Workshops by Laura Kratrek, Heather Stance, Kurti Servastava, Sabrina Fox, Suze, Karen Tippa, and Stephen Eggers, plus evening show, San Diego, California. November 11th through the 18th, 4th Annual Perfection in Paradise, Hadia's Dance Retreat in Alapuco, Mexico. November 17th, Sahara, pres- <laughs> Sahara sponsors Samira in Double Veils and More Workshop, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. November 17th through 18th, Cecile sponsors Double Veil Diva Ania of California in workshops and show in Chicago, Illinois. This has been the ShimmyCast News for this week. And as always, you can find more information about all of these events on our forum board. I had to take a sip of hot chocolate. Mostly because those were some tough news announcements. Let me tell you guys. Some of those names just don't quite roll off the tongue. If you know what I mean. Especially if it's a southern tongue. (laughs) Oh, I try really hard, but... Sometimes I wonder if you guys just listen to the event announcements to see how horribly I'm going to butcher names during that show. (laughs) 
Anyway, on to the reviews. Um, or the review. On to the review. Uh, this week's review is Belly Dance Fitness for Weight Loss Hip Hop Hip Drop. And it is reviewed by Alexa Sama. Hip Hop Hip Drop is part of the Belly Dance Fitness for Weight Loss series, starring and choreographed by Raina. It is a workout video first and an instructional video second. But most movement explanations are still relatively clear. I would recommend this video if you are looking for a workout almost exclusively using belly dance movements. This is a low impact workout that focuses on the sharp motions of the hip drop. Though it doesn't offer a wide variety of moves, what it does offer is explained well enough that you don't need dance experience to follow along with the workout. After a brief warm-up, the workout introduces new movements and starts linking them into combinations. A mini choreography, which is about 40 seconds long, is then drilled for a few minutes before cooling down. Joining Reina in this section are dancers Colleen Georgian, Arena Silva, and Mudmilia Litvinova. Movements learned include shoulder rolls, snake arms, chest lifts and slides, hip circles, hip lifts and drops, and the reverse king tap. Special features include performance footage, a Wings of Isis performance, and an, up and an upper body sculpting routine. There are also other add-ons, such as trailers for other dance workouts and a photo gallery. As part of the Fitness for Weight Loss series, all production elements are at the same level of professionalism as the previous videos. If your local dance retailer doesn't carry this item, you can purchase this video directly from RainaBellyDance.com or NaturalJourneys.com. Most DVD retailers carry this title, and it is also available for rent on Netflix and Blockbuster. And I'd like to thank Alexa for that re review. I particularly want to thank her for it because I've been thinking about checking that video out. <laughs> um, this week's first song is Hoid Ho June from the album Sarah Adoro by Hedrim Project. <laughs>
emails and feedback. It's been a little lonely. There haven't been any emails or feedback. I'm trying not to take it personally. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm not crying. <laughs> Seriously, guys, it's okay. Um, so I'm going to fill this time by telling you what's been going on. Uh, a couple of weekends ago, I went to Springfield, Missouri and went to a lovely workshop that uh, was taught by Miss Ariella. Oh my gosh, you guys. She is an amazing dancer. I had seen videos of her. They don't do her justice. She's so amazing. It's beautiful. And um and I just I loved it. It was she was such a good instructor and everything and she even taught us a bit of a, a, a well, she taught us a full choreographed routine that she'd actually like taken the time to write down the choreography notes and everything and I'm pretty sure I remember her saying that this was the first time that she had taught a choreographed routine that like she'd actually tried to write out and everything like that and it was so nice because she kind of made some of the same mistakes that I did when I teach choreographed routines like, you know, sometimes you get your left mixed up from your right and, you know, your your hips mixed up with your chest or <laughs> you you forget what move comes next. Well, it's not that you forget what move comes next. It's that you just don't remember it straight in your head. So you start teaching a move that's actually two moves ahead and then you realize it. So then you have to go back and try to correct it again. And it's just like, oh, thank God it's not just me. And that that doesn't mean I'm a horrible teacher. Because <laughs> even though she, she, you know, did some of that, she was still a very excellent teacher. And I learned a ton of things from her. And it was just like, oh, thank God we're all human, <laughs> you know? Because sometimes you see these professional dancers and you're just like, oh, they're so good. I bet they never screw up. And then you meet them and you're like, oh, thank God, there is hope for me too. <laughs> so, and aside from from meeting her and taking classes from her, um, just meeting all the lovely people who were at that workshop, all the fabulous dancers, this stage show was really wonderful. Um really it it was the first time I got to see a stage show that was pretty exclusively you know um fusion and and tribal fusion and goth and um yeah it was just it was fabulous fabulous and I met some friends there who I'm pretty sure I'll be friends with them for the rest of my life and um Ziva taught um, an Indian fusion piece on Sunday, which was fabulous. Again, so much fun. Such good dancers and things going on in Springfield, Missouri. So if you haven't been to Springfield, Missouri, to catch the dance scene there, I say go. <laughs> it's fun. And they're, they're really supportive and awesome people out there. So you got to hook up with them. If you don't know them already. Um, and also I wanted to take the time to let you guys know. Um, this is something I heard on another podcast that I listen to pretty regularly. And I thought, oh, that's fun. I'll do it for ShimmyCast. So, this is the deal. If you have a birthday coming up, 
or you have a dance friend whose birthday is coming up, or if you are the significant other or friend or musician or or parent or loved one of a belly dancer and you'd like to do something nice for them, say their birthday or their anniversary or their first solo performance or something like that, um, write to me and I will be more than happy to dedicate an episode of ShimmyCast in their honor for a happy birthday or yay, your first solo or your anniversary or whatever. Just because I like to feel good and I like others to feel good as well. So, if you want to do that, if you have any questions or comments or feedback, send an email, shimmycast at gmail.com, post on the forum board, um, leave reviews on iTunes, and don't forget the Frapper Map and all that other good yada yada stuff that you guys know. Okay, you guys, here's more of the round table. Um, so where is the funkiest place you have found a costume piece? You guys know me too well. I found some of my coolest stuff at yard sales and resale shops. I love, I'm one of the troop members that does not sew, don't, I can sew a stitch, but that's about it. But I find the coolest scarves and all kind of goodies at uh, thrift shops, yard sales, etc., and have friends that find it. So that's probably the funkiest place I've get stuff. Oh, right. Lately, I'd say it's probably the neighborhood little church resale shop where they take donations and (laughs) take the money for for injured people, and I've done well there. And then I happened to have a friend that lived out of state that used to belly dance, she said, oh, you belly dance. I'll send you my stuff if I if you'll pay shipping. And she sent me two big boxes full of stuff. And I paid her more than shipping because it was incredible. You know, two pair of harem pants, at least three Aww. veils, a couple tops, uh, several pieces of jewelry. I mean, incredible amount. So maybe it's a matter of just telling the right people what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I have to say that everybody knows me, and I come in, and, and I have people flocking to me like, Ooh, that's cool. Where'd you get that? And my response is always, I went to the $1 store. <laughs> she finds the neatest jewelry at the dollar store. It's infuriating because it's like, I go to the dollar store. I never see anything that cute. So, yeah, I'd have to say that would be it because half of my costumes from and 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 accessories came from the $1 shop. Uh, this was a couple years ago before I really started belly dancing, but I I was doing something in the crafts room that we have at our house, and I found a bag where my mother had lots of jewelry and stuff, and I found rings and earrings. I don't have my ears pierced, so it was like clips and you know, clip earrings, and they were this very pretty, and I just kept some of the jewelry, and I still incorporate it with my everyday look and belly dancing look, because it can work for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she robs from her mother. That's my... Yeah, that's my funky place, because my, my mom is a, is a crafter, and she's a sewer, so I just go 
plunge into my mom's closet at home and find these fabrics that she bought like in the 80s. And it's like, Mom, why do you, why do you have this chiffon? Well, no. <laughs> I don't want it. That being said, my most recent item was found in <laughs> Delilah's <laughs> garage. <laughs> I like walked into my her garage and picked it up he found the coolest. It was just in a box of quote junk, and it was a beautiful. We think might be a Arabic rug of some sort. Yeah, it, it's like an Arabic rug or Arabic yeah. scarf. It definitely has um, Arabic letters on it and stuff. Fringe and everything. Yeah, it's got. It's like a tapestry, and you can do either side. One's more of a matte side. The other one's a shiny goldish, and. Um, so Lynn, you took it and like cut it in half and hemmed it and made each of them a hip scarf. Go hem it and you can have half that scarf and we can have like I'm so hem it. It's beautiful, beautiful. I had a friend that picked up a couple beaded scarves for me for like 60 cents a piece at A and Z like in near Fort Smith. Ruby. Ruby, Arkansas. Yeah, and so, and they had, they were black with these little pink beads I didn't like, so I just broke all the pink beads off. And so I have this beautiful black and beige scarves that are all solid beaded for 60 cents a piece. Wow. Well, I've got some extras, so you can to bring them to class or do some stuff with them. I thought I may just crush out the beads and resell whatever. But, I mean, you just have to be open-minded yeah. when oh, you yeah. look at I've stuff. I've got the coolest yeah. scarves. Yeah. And you have to kind of... I also of have a friend that works at a thrift shop, so she's always out looking for, if it doesn't fit me, I will make sure it fits somebody in the troop. Yeah. <laughs> and I think part of it's a mindset. All of a sudden, when you shop, you have to quit thinking, what am I going to wear? But it's like, is it something I can dance with? Right. What right. can I do for dance? Yeah. And if it has fringe or... If it's fringe, it makes noise sparkles or, or sparkles, we want it. Yeah. Okay, so um, what do your grandparents think of you dancing? Are, are, are your other significant family members? I would have to say it's my adult children. I don't think they have a problem with it. They just think that mom's a little weird. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my husband's super supportive, but I went to see my uh, 84-year-old mother the other day, who's slowly getting sick and now in a nursing home. But I thought she was okay. We went in our costumes after we performed at Spring Fest, but I guess she complained to some one of our other visitors that I came in my dance costume. So I'm not quite sure how she's handling it. But then you have your daughter who is dancing with you. Right, and my oldest daughter ballroom dances, so any form of dance with costuming has kind of been accepted. So, yeah. Well, my husband's fairly supportive. Um, my son don't care one way or the other. Um, <laughs> all my family, yeah, yeah, you don't want to think about mom that way. Um, all my family's in South Georgia, and I'm in Arkansas, but um, last year when I went down to visit him, I gave my mom a pink hip scarf, and she had a blast, and she actually wears it every once in a while. So if mom and daddy were up here, they'd both, they'd both be belly dancing with us. Um, my brother just thinks I'm going through a middle-age crisis, 
<laughs> but I explained to her, I said, this is fun. It's going to keep me young forever. And um, pretty much everybody's real supportive and likes it. Um, I have two people. My stepfather, who, poor Marvin, we drag him for everything, ballroom dancing to belly dancing. He just, he's really open. He sees stuff and be like, hey, can you guys use that? And then my friends, my peers, who, you know, Show me a new move. Let's go to the bathroom. Show me how this hip thing, you know, at the homecoming dance when I was dancing. Oh, well, that's not part of this dance. Show me how to do that hip thing. And so they're really supportive. And that if I'm performing, at least one of my friends will come and to one of my performances. Remind me what grade you're in. I'm in 10th. Yeah. So. And that can be a tough time, too. Your, your, your age group, they, they, that, Peer pressure. Whew. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's nice that they are like supportive. that. They're more supportive of you yeah. instead of knocking you down about it. They were. They were so. Be gone, gone. <laughs> 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 Yay! And my family is really good about supporting me. Of course, you know my husband. He. <laughs> He was the lone male who came with us on this crazy road trip. Yeah. And he's he's always coming to all the performances and taking the photographs for the troop website and everything. And of course you guys know that he helps with shimmy cast too. And um my mom I I love my mom. She helps me with a lot of costuming and stuff and it was so funny because um about a year ago my dad came up to me and he says I'll never forgive you for what you did to your mother and I was like what what happened dad what's wrong and of course he was just I could tell by the twinkle in his eyes that he was just giving me a hard time about something and he was like I can't go shopping with her anymore and I was like what do you mean he's like she's always going in over to the jewelry department and picking stuff up and like jingling it because she has to see if things jingle now because she's shopping for things for you and she has to know if it's going to make noise <laughs> he was like she can't stop touching stuff <laughs> but no both of my parents are really supportive about it so that's cool oh I was just going to ask kind of a generalized question and I'll give my answer this is Leela I was going to say I was going to ask why are you still belly dancing and I'll give my reason I think belly dancing has went I've always loved dance, but the belonging in the group is so acceptance of your size and your age and your ability, and it's it's a celebration of, of women, and we don't have to be 20 anymore, and we don't have to be the perfect size, and we can be who we are and love ourselves for who we are. It don't matter what size or shape you're in, you know, belly dance makes you feel beautiful. You know, I, I just love to dance anyway, and, and you know, I've met some great friends and, you know, good memories, and I'm going to keep on doing it until, I guess, until I drop dead. <laughs> so I found out I can keep doing this for many, many years yet. <laughs> oh, I just absolutely love the um, support of all of the troop members, and my daughter as well is a member of this troop, and she's not here um, with us this weekend because she had some other commitments, but um, it also, because both me and my youngest daughter perform and dance and, and practice together, it, it's a good way of maintaining a close mother-daughter relationship as well, and so I think so. I mean, 
<laughs> Emil is looking at me like, shut up. <laughs> no, I I like doing it with my mother. I think that gives us the opportunity. Let's do something with me and her. And also I like it because it's just, it's in a visual, you know, you grow so much by belly dancing and you learn more about yourself and I mean I'm in that stage I'm already learning and I'm going to keep on learning and I don't think anybody stops but I just think it's a lot of growing experience to be comfortable I mean I don't have to be a size two mm -hmm. to be pretty I I'm a size seven I mean that's not big but I don't have to be a size two I don't have to be skinny I don't have to have a big chest or a tiny chest. I can have any kind of, you know, I can just be myself. I don't have to have the perfect hair. You know, I, it's like a Dove commercial, but a little better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love you. <laughs> she always has the greatest analogies. <laughs> I mean, the greatest comparison. Okay, so what was the question? <laughs> oh, why are you still dancing? Okay, um... For me, of course, there's a lot of of the little things, you know. It it gets me out of my house. It takes me away from, you know, the humdrum, mundane, you know, chores. And you go to work, and you go feed the dog. You got to walk the dog, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so it's it's a chance for me to have me time. Um, but then it's also the friendships that I've made with all of you guys has really, I mean, it's like we're fixing to hit our summer break and we won't be seeing each other, you know, three days a week. <laughs> so, and, and although I love you guys and I am looking a little forward to not seeing you quite so often, I do know that I'm also going to miss you guys. Um, but although we will still get together and have troop practices and everything, um, from a, yeah, <laughs> from a personal standpoint though, um, I think I keep belly dancing because it's been hard having arthritis since I was 16, and I constantly struggled with this inner turmoil in my head of thinking that my body is older than it looks and feeling older than it looks and and mentally kind of feeling like I'm, you know, 90 years old when I was 16 and 18 and then 20 and um, I'm fixing to turn 30 and when I dance it's one of the few times when I don't feel like my body is 90 you know I'm when I dance I feel like I'm you know 29 fixing to turn 30 and I feel like I'm more the way that I look on the outside and that's why I keep dancing now why I teach and why I keep teaching is because I have found that peace when I dance because I have had this wound and belly dancing heals me. So I feel called to teach in order to give others a chance at finding the peace that I have found through dance. And that's part of why I do this podcast, too. So I did not know that about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. So that is the that is it for this week. That <laughs> so that's it for this week's show. I hope you all enjoyed. 
And now it's time for the question of the week. And this one is very important. And it's very important because one of your fellow listeners emailed in and wants some of this information. And um, we're going to try to work on a more formal article about this. But in the meantime, let her know your opinions about this and, and the rest of your fellow listeners. So the question is, what made you decide to join a troop? And what advice would you give to those considering joining a troop? This is very important because I know a lot of you out there are thinking about it. And I know a lot of you have been through the process of thinking about it. So this is an important one, you guys. So answer it. To answer, you can send an email to shimmycast at gmail.com or go to the forum board. Talk amongst yourselves about it. It's shimmycast.blogspot.com. Finally, it's time for the last music pick of the week. This song is Pan's Procession from the album Dreams from the Machine by Follick. I hope you all enjoy, and until next time, this is Anala Rabari saying shimmy on.
Thanks again for listening to ShimmyCast. You can leave us feedback at shimmycast at gmail.com and be sure to visit our website and forum at www.shimmycast.blogspot.com. Remember, the opinions expressed are of those of the host and the podcast crew. Thanks again.